welcome to Current Events Light. Half the calories of your regular current events. The show today is a pop culture current events overflow from last week's show. Also, there's just so much interesting stuff popping off right now, I just couldn't contain myself. The breakdown of today's show will be straight up current events then wrapping up the show at what we're watching and doing. The date today is Thursday, May 7th, 2020, the year of seeing clearly. Let's just go ahead and kick off this show with something that I know each and every one of you is going to love. I just know it. Are you ready? Mind blown. Commencing in three seconds. Three, two. Hi, I'm Kurt Loder with an MTV News special report. The body of Nirvana leader Kurt Cobain was found in a house in Seattle on Friday morning, dead of an apparently self-inflicted shotgun blast to the head. Police found what is said to be a suicide note at the scene, but have not yet divulged its contents. Cobain, who was 27, had reportedly been missing for several days. The Los Angeles Times reported on Wednesday that Nirvana was breaking up and that Cobain was planning to undergo drug rehabilitation. A source close to the band told MTV News earlier this week that while that story sounded bad, it was better than what was, quote, really going on. That comment remains to be clarified. Kurt Loner of MTV News just turned 75 years old. Welcome to life, people. Man, I uh, posted that on my Insta my Instagram that got the most comments and whatever's I've ever gotten at anything it really freaked people out that he was 75 years old I mean you know we don't hate on anybody we're not hating on older people it's just kind of a mind blown Kurt Loder of MTV News just turned 75 you guys would get a kick out of that. Oh yeah, I realized I didn't know anything about Kurt Loder, and I bet you guys don't either. Here we go. This is from HollywoodLife.com. Don't know anything about that. Okay. Kurt began his journalism career in the U.S. Army. He dropped out of college. He said, peace, college ain't for me. Ooh, and then he was drafted during the late 1960s and joined the Army's journalism school. Interesting. Kurt was one of Rolling Stone's best feature and interview writers in the 1980s. Awesome. 
He joined the magazine in 1979, a year after becoming an editor at the music magazine Circus. Oh, yeah. He interviewed Springsteen, Dylan, Tina Turner, la la la. Kurt gave legit credibility to MTV News when he started there in 1988. I would agree with that. He was like our generation's Dan Rather. Dan Rather to the boomers, Kurt Loder to the zennials. Quote, he'll forever be remembered by Gen X for breaking into regular programming in 1994 to report that Nirvana's lead singer, Kurt Cobain, had died as a result of a suicide. Loder's thoughtful, insightful, and calm reporting will forever be remembered by the band's millions of bereaved fans at this time. True that. So there you go. There's your Kurt Loder fix. Okay, let's move on in this current events. Pop culture edition. As of today, I feel like there is a God, and I do believe, and that it knows exactly what we need. Nicolas Cage to play Joe Exotic in Tiger King drama miniseries. Okay, Variety reports that this show will be made by Dan Lagana, who is behind the Netflix true crime parody American Vandal. The drama will be made up of eight episodes and will be based on an article for Texas Monthly called Joe Exotic, A Dark Journey into the World of a Man Gone Wild. Okay. So yeah, it'll be a miniseries starring Nick Cage. <laughs> and that holds me at night. On the internet, people were throwing around like fake movie scenarios. And the funniest one I saw would be Tiger King starring Matthew McConaughey, directed by Harmony Kurian. I couldn't be happier with the Nick Cage choice. I feel like I need to see this. feel like it might complete me. Definitely will complete the year. But yeah, I feel like that will put me exactly where I just need to be emotionally. Ah, <laughs> uh, gonna have a watching party for that one for sure. Alright, let's move on on the pop culture light current events. Runaway Sherry Curie admits she was shocked by Dakota Fanning's portrayal in music biopic. One time I was playing this Music Cares event and uh, it was like this fundraiser, really fancy thing in LA. I was playing with Xene Cervenka from X. And I was standing there, we were waiting to go on, and we were side stage, and I looked over to my left, and there's this really tall guy, and I was like, oh my god, who's this? It was Billy Corgan. Then I looked behind me, and there was Slash from uh, Guns N' Roses. And then I looked to my side, and this lady goes, um, do you know what time it is? And I was like, oh, it's 7.30, whatever. And uh, I didn't know who it was, it was pretty dark. And uh, like a minute later, uh, Patty Shamel, the drummer from Hole, and like, some other people came out on stage and this announcer came out and said here we go sherry carey from the runaways and the lady who asked me what time it is ran on stage and i was just like oh my god and they freaking played cherry bomb Oh yeah, definite highlight of life. <laughs> that moment. Jerry Bob! Hello, world! I'm your wild girl! I'm your 
Iconic runaway singer Sherry Curie recently opened up about the 2010 coming-of-age biopic, chronicling her 1970s teenage all-girl rock band led by Joan Jett, admitting she was initially shocked by actress Dakota Fanning's portrayal of her in the film, which explored the relationship between Curie and Joan Jett. Here's what she said. I walked into the scene that they were doing, where they're playing at the club. That is the first time I went on set. I'll never forget Joan Jett being there. We literally saw these actors performing, and Joan and I felt like we were in the audience. We felt like how the audience felt watching the Runaways. It was that good. They executed it so well. Interesting. Man, that must have been a trip. Curie also recalled when she first met Dakota Fanning, saying then the teenage actress was under the weather. When I met Dakota, she arrived ill, believe it or not. She had a fever and everything. She looked the same way she did when she was in War of the Worlds. She's very, very little in War of the Worlds. Tom Cruise, great movie, actually. That's how young she was. She was 15. I met her at the Roxy because I was doing Cherry Bomb, and she and her folks came. That's sweet. And I was looking at her saying, quote, How the heck can you play me? Even though she was the same age I was at 15. Interesting. Man, she uh, kind of saw how young she was back then, huh? The next time I saw her, close to a year later, she had grown into this beautiful woman. And of course, she's one of my favorite actors of all time, so I'm still on cloud nine about it. Cool. Interesting. Okay. Little Runaways current events. Okay. Speaking of Tom Cruise, I need my Tom Cruise fix. I gave y'all what you needed. Now, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I need. Tom Cruise filming on the moon. What's better than Tom Cruise and NASA combined? Nothing. If you're a regular listener to the show, you know I'm mildly obsessed with Tom Cruise. The Scientology, Nicole Kidman, Kubrick, Eyes Wide Shut, Vanilla Sky, just him. He's... I love Tom Cruise. (laughs) He's talented and he's not afraid to just do shit. And it's really cool stuff. So I hold my head up high as a huge Tom Cruise fan. This is the most open I'm being about it so far, but... I'm done hiding it. I love Tom Cruise. There we go. Actually, at work, I was playing around on a whiteboard the other day, and I did a uh, hangman game, and my puzzle was Tom Cruise is actually a good actor. And this coworker came in whenever I was in there playing on the board, and he was like, oh, you know, Tom Cruise, you know, he's okay. And I like, <laughs> I was like, whoa, blah, blah, blah. I was like, you don't know him. Like, <laughs> you don't know his work. And I was like, whoa. Why am I, like, standing up for Tom Cruise? Yeah. So here's all kind of interesting. Tom Cruise, Elon Musk, NASA, and Hollywood. All wrapped up. Tom Cruise is going into orbit. NASA's Jim Bridenstine says, and they're excited to work with Tom Cruise on the film about the International Space Station. Okay, interesting. As for why the space agency would be down for this, Bridenstine says... We need popular media to inspire a new generation of engineers and scientists to make NASA's ambitious plans a reality. Okay, so, I mean, it's a NASA propaganda film, but I'm down. The news comes on the heels of reports that Cruise and Elon Musk's SpaceX were in the early developmental stages of partnering with NASA on an action-adventure flick. Okay, and they were like, yo, you guys can use the International Space Station if we can make a propaganda film. And they're like, yeah, totes. Now that we know the space station's involved, but it's unclear how Musk's company will factor in. Right. 
Maybe they'll be responsible for delivering Tom to the ISS. By the way, the movie is reportedly not a Mission Impossible flick. Okay. Okay, here's a clip. This is interesting. This is from CBS, some morning show, I don't know. CBS with a huge all-seeing eye logo. Okay, here we go. So you've got a Hollywood superstar apparently working on a project that could maybe take him into outer space. NASA is teaming up with Tom Cruise to create the first actor-driven film to be shot in space. It is set to take place on the International Space Station. Tom Cruise will reportedly launch into space and stay aboard the spacecraft. SpaceX is also a potential partner in the film project, which is said to be in the early prep phase. The head of NASA confirmed the galactic gig in a tweet saying, we need popular media to inspire a new generation of engineers and scientists to make NASA's plans a reality. Anthony, Tom Cruise helped boost Navy enlistments in the 80s. He'll do it again. Thanks, Vlad. Okay. That's another one that's really going to make for a fun day. I'll throw a party for that one. And the Tiger King. I don't care. I'm watching Tom Cruise on the ISS if it kills me. And who knows? These days it might. Okay, speaking of Elon Musk. Elon Musk and singer Grimes have a baby. Don't know Grimes, never heard of her. Here's a clip of a Grimes song. You'll Miss Me When I'm Gone music video. Okay, let's see what Grimes is about real quick. Hmm. Sounds very 90s, actually. I bet there's so much symbolism in this video. Not bad. Okay, Grimes, great. Yeah, it was the news yesterday was kind of blowing up because people were confused about what they named their child. So here it is, <laughs> explained. Grimes recently attempted to explain the meaning behind the name of her newborn son with Elon Musk. The name is X some symbol A-12, but fans are still confused. Okay, let's see if we can figure it out, y'all. In a tweet, Grimes broke down the name and explained what each section of it represents. Okay. Beginning with the X, Grimes referred to it as the unknown variable. Cool. Okay. Yeah. It's like a baby. It's unknown variable. Like, what the H? Okay. That makes sense. Moving on, the new mom explained that the AE symbol looking as my 11 spelling of AI love and or artificial intelligence oh lord i'm scared of this ai thing okay my 11 spelling of ai love and or artificial intelligence next a-12 is for the cia's lockheed a-12 recognizes plane a-12 precursor to sr-71 our favorite aircraft no weapons no defenses just speed interesting Great in battle, but nonviolent. Furthermore, the A is also meant to represent the word Archangel. This is apparently a reference to her favorite song, though she did not clarify the artist. Finally, the number 12 represents a Chinese zodiac sign of the rat, which Grimes notes as a metal rat. This is relevant as 2020 is the year of the metal rat according to the Chinese Zodiac. Many social media users are still deeply confused about the name even after Grimes' explanation, and they are letting her know. God, who cares? Why y'all giving her a hard time? 
interesting. I feel like I need to read that five more times to understand it. I'm not making fun of her in any way. I'm just, I want to understand that. I'll just sit on it for a little bit. Maybe, you know, it's just not for us to understand. Who cares? They're doing their own thing. It's interesting. I wonder what they're going to call it around the house. Okay, here's a clip of Aaron Paul. You guys know him, Jesse from Breaking Bad. He's discussing an encounter he had with Elon Musk. I know that you are a great admirer of Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I actually just wanted to see if I could get kind of a look behind the, the velvet curtains of SpaceX. And mm-hmm. so I was uh, connected with his assistant, actually. He's, I mean, he's just such a, a mad genius. I had no idea that I was going to meet with him. So I sat down with him and... He was very engaged in what we were talking about, but you could tell that he was thinking about a thousand other things at once. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It was so bizarre. (laughs) Like, I knew he was listening, but also I knew he was thinking about so many other things. But honestly, after sitting down and talking to him, I I realized that I'm I'm now convinced that he's an alien. (laughs) I really, I mean, there's... What what other answer is there? I mean, I, after our meeting, I sent him a, a tweet saying, the world wants to know, uh, are you an alien? <laughs> and he responded saying, no, I'm not, but I used to be. <laughs> well, that makes no sense at all. Well, yeah. I can just imagine Aaron Paul just, like, smoking weed with his friends, being like, dude, I'm going to go to SpaceX and see if Elon Musk is an alien. And they're like, yeah. I bet you that's so how it went down. Okay, let's move on with this current events. Pop culture. So much news is popping off. Thank heavens. There's definitely good stuff coming down the road. good stuff. Oh yeah, here's a little something not so good, but interesting. Black Mirror creator not working on season six because we already feel depressed. Black Mirror creator Charlie Brooker, who we know a lot about in this house, believes humanity could use a bleakness break. Booker revealed to the UK Radio Times that he's not currently working on writing season six of Netflix Emmy-winning series because we've already found ourselves plunged into a nightmarish dystopia like those explored in his shows. Quote, I've been busy doing things. I don't know what I can say about what I'm doing and not doing at the moment. I don't know what stomach there would be for stories about societies falling apart, so I'm not working on any of those. I'm sort of keen to visit my comic skill set. Cool. So I've been writing scripts aimed at making myself laugh. Awesome. Cool. That's good. All right. I think that was it on the current events. That's everything in the news right now that's looking good that I'm following. I'm pretty excited about these upcoming releases. Okay, let's move on. What we're watching and doing, then wrapping up the show. Okay, no spoilers here. This is a no-spoiler zone. I just watched 
Nicole Kidman and Colin Farrell in A24's The Killing of a Sacred Deer. I mean, I couldn't be more in love with the movie production company. A24 is everything I've ever looked for in movie production. Dark, slow, symbolic. A24 takes you to places most people don't want to go in their minds. A24, where it takes you, is where I want to go. Nicole Kidman, always fabulous. She's up there in my top five for sure, lifetime. I mean, I want to talk more about it, but I don't want any spoilers. I don't want to even say anything about it, not one thing. So we will touch base on uh, the killing of a sacred deer soon enough. The only thing I will say about it, just because I want to play this clip also... There were eyes wide shut elements, right? This is Tom Cruise talking about meeting Stanley Kubrick for the first time after learning that Kubrick specifically wanted Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman for the roles in Eyes Wide Shut. He told Tom he wanted that magic. Give me the magic, Tom Cruise, Kubrick said. I was informed that uh, he wanted Nicole and I in the movie. I read the script and Nick was shooting Portrait of a Lady at the time. And I'd read it there. He said, you keep it the weekend, then we'll, we'll meet, you know, if you want to meet me in a few days. But I, I just also I wanted to show to him that I was trustworthy, that he could trust me, that, you know, he could tell me anything. I would never discuss it with anyone. And I just remember thinking, this guy's kind of a magical, wonderful God. And I know there are a lot of people in my life that are saying, when are you coming back? What do you, you know, because I've got a company that I had. And when are you coming back? And I, and I remember talking to Stanley, and I said, Stanley, um, look, I don't care how long it takes, but I have to know, are we gonna finish in six months? You know, this is after shooting, am I gonna finish, but can I, can I set meetings and have people because people were waiting and writers were waiting and people that was paying because I said, Stanley, I don't care. I, tell me it's gonna be two years, Stanley. And he'd say, oh, Tom, don't be ridiculous. I mean, if it takes, if it takes that long, you know, I mean, then what, you know, Everything they say about us is true, you know. <laughs> and I would laugh, and and uh, you know, I say, okay, all right, Stanley. Finally, wrapping in June 1998, the Guinness World Records recognized Eyes Wide Shut as the longest constant movie shoot for over 15 months, a period that included an unbroken shoot of 46 weeks. Given Kubrick's fear of flying, the entire film was shot in England. Actually, I did some reading about the castle it was shot in. Uh, I know we're going to do an Eyes Wide Shut movie thing, and then we'll talk all about it. It's pretty cool. Uh, I bought The Lighthouse. That's in my iTunes. Haven't gone in there yet. I feel like it's going to be like really emotional and heavy, and it's just like, like, you know, all A24 movies. I don't know why, but I have it. It's ready to go. I will go there. So I think that's it on what we're watching and doing. I'm just kind of on this Orson Welles A24 rampage. That's what I've been doing. Tom Cruise, you know, all the regulars. Today's my birthday. I'm 42 years old, if you can believe that. And I couldn't be happier. So let's all just hang in there together. I'm looking forward to these releases. I'm throwing viewing parties, small gatherings. It's going to be bombastic. But hope you're enjoying the episodes. And 
think about who you want to pie. 